0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Applied Botanics. Premium, consistent, and affordable wellness for all. Each of their products features a specialized formula with targeted terpenes to give you a CBD experience that helps you sleep better, take the edge off, and relieve your aches and pains to help you live healthy and happy. Newly added to their CBD lines, in addition to their drops, are new topicals that you can roll on and high-dose CBD edibles to help you find your balance Visit appliedbotanics.com today and use code word POPCO project at checkout to receive 30% off your first order. Applied Botanics. Live healthy and happy. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Kellers Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Whether you need plants, trees, sod, mulch, rock, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, or anything to help your lawn look its best, Kellers has you covered. Located in Exeter, Pennsylvania near Blue Ribbon Dairy on Kern Street, mums and fall items are now available. And look for fall festival weekends at Keller's Garden Center starting September 25th and running through October 31st. Paint your own pumpkins, scavenger hunts, hay maze, face painting, and more. Check out Keller's Garden Center on social media for more information. My guest today is the Prince of Darkness, the strangest of the strange and the weirdest of the weird, Mr. Josh Balls. What better time to have Josh on than the spooky season that is October. We get into everything, his time in the band, Motionless and White, and why he left, his business portfolio that consists of the strange and unusual, Strange Brew, formerly Steamy Hollows, Noir Dark Spirits, Parlor Beverages Root Beer. Batty Fang, Horror Hub, his live streaming Twitch show called Space Zebra, and his entrance into the NFT game. And while he's enjoyed the highest of the highs the past year, Josh has been forced to navigate the lowest of the lows as family members and pets were taken from him in a very short time frame, showing us that he is human, just like the rest of us. But even though he's suffered the pain, uh, Josh continues to leave his mark on Northeastern Pennsylvania and gives those who live there things to do and places to call their own. Welcome to the show, Josh Balls. And we are live. Oh my God. Welcome to the show. Josh balls.
1: I can't talk about anything. Everything we've talked about. That's it. That's off. Rec- you should have been, you oh, should have been recording,
0: man. I should have, I should have, uh, talked about that. Uh, herpes.
1: You, so you have herpes. Do you want to talk about this? <laughs>
0: Dude, Don't say that. You're, very, you're a very influential person. People will believe you.
1: That is not true. I love that so much. Not true. Um, so what's new? I feel like I saw you for 10 minutes uh, a couple weeks ago when I handed you some root beer. And then I was like, see you later. Gotta go. And then I feel like that's it.
0: Yeah, I feel like you are uh, one of the busiest people that I know. And we'll get into all of that because you have a lot going on currently. Um, we've been talking like, well, I saw you then about two weeks ago. But we haven't talked at length since like, I think last last year around this time. Yeah. You uh, joined me for my Alt Natives podcast. Uh, we talked about new music that you're, you're doing, releasing things like that. And obviously I wanted to get you back because I'm on a new platform. Well, same platform, different channel, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, um, you know, October is like the month of Josh balls. I feel like
1: the, the, I, you the- know, how happy that makes me is that people like, you know, obviously not in the world, people don't look at me, but I feel like around this area, which I love, but you know, Northeast PA is my, my home and will always be my home. Um, I love that people call me like, you know, they know that like this is my, this is fall. Is it for me? Like, I, I mean, we do well all year round, like knock on wood, but this is, this is when I shine. Like I feel like people come to me and ask me for like advice and I, it's weird because I still feel like I'm like a 19 year old and they're like, you know, important people are like, can I, I need, I need this thing from you. And I'm like, why? And I'm like, Oh, I guess, I guess I'm an influential person. What a weird thing to, to be as like a human that people care about the things that I say, which is nice. So spooky time is my time.
0: Your time to shine. The King of darkness, the strangest <laughs> of the strange, <laughs> the weirdest of the weird. I like Gosh, it. Well, You understand that last year we talked, right? We did a, we did a podcast. I think it was maybe September or very early October. And you, we, we, we talked about, um, uh, you were doing some kind of like park adventure with, um, Camelback, Camelback, right? Yep. Like, oh yeah, they ghosted me. We haven't heard about them since. And I said, "Yo, I'm going to tag you in this podcast. This is a huge, huge podcast. Everyone listens, millions of listeners, and we're going to get that going." And sure, shit, that happened. That happened, and I still I forgot about that. You still didn't give me my cut.
1: Hey, this is my cut. I'm coming, I'm doing your show again. Actually, you know what? Oh, I kind of oh, got, I got screwed a little bit. Is I did like the opportunity. I loved it, but it was just. I got very overworked and I got like, I got there and I'm like, Hey, like it was on a literal mountain. I, I did the mountain coaster at Camelback. I made it the haunted, haunted coaster. Um, and I dressed it. I, I hired actors. I did all this stuff and, and designed it and all these things. And I was like, Hey, I need like a truck to get up and down the mountain. They're like, Oh no, you can't drive our trucks. They're like, well, can I have someone drive me up and down? They're like, Oh, you can have someone for two hours, but that that's it. And then I'm like, I was literally lugging things up the mountain and I didn't, I, and I, I mean, I, I made money. It was cool, but I didn't, I don't think I made enough money. Yeah. So I was bitter. So I, they offered it to me this year and I said, no. Oh, wow. Well you're big time now. You're even bigger than you were
0: last year. You got lots going on. You know, I am doing okay. You're doing all right. I don't know when you sleep. I don't know when you find time to, uh, enjoy uh, alone time and, and things like that because you were very busy and i, I was going to actually start with your past because i said to you um you know i don't know you uh josh balls prior to the josh balls that owns uh the strange and unusual yeah i know your history i know that you like you know you were in the band motionless and white and um you're no longer in that band Um, but like, I wanted to talk quickly about, and maybe for my listeners that may not know you or know who you are, um, a little bit about, you know, how that even came to be just so just, you can, you can paraphrase it, whatever you want to do, but I mean, that's a, a big time band. They're doing great things. Obviously that kind of, I think jump started you know, who Josh Balls is today, uh, outside of your hard work, obviously, but I mean, how did that, I mean, how did Josh Balls become, Uh, a member of motionless and white and tour the world and, and and all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, uh, it was September 10th, 1989. Sweet. Uh, My mom pushed me out of her vagina. Fantastic. And I I like this. Yeah. And then I became Josh balls, Josh balls. Um, No, I mean, it's even prior, prior to motionless. Like I was, when I, I grew up in, and I wasn't a well-off human being, we didn't have much money and we didn't have, uh, a pot to piss and i was i was in when i joined motionless i was living in a in a a trailer with my father um in a trailer park and it was crazy that like this opportunity was was put on my lap to join this band motionless and white which to me was already then because they were like they were a local band then right but they were a, a, lo- a cool local band everyone like they're like oh that's cool you know especially with my world like i loved like bands like him and, and, uh, and, and Slipknot and Demi Borgia. So it was like, I was like, this is cool. Like this, to me, that was like insane when they, when they asked me to play with them, I was just like, this is, I, there was, that was the highest I thought I was ever going to be in my life. I was like, that's it. I was like, I get to play with this cool band. I get to be in a band and like, I sucked as a musician, but they were still like, we'll help you get to where you need to go. And I was like, Oh, amazing. And, um, it kind of started there, which was which is amazing, and and it, and it really did define my life and who I am. And I have you know to the end of this time, I sent a text to Chris and I said I was. It's weird because I haven't listened to Motionless in years and years and years and years because I fucking was just like over it, you know, for a while. And uh, I drove to Pittsburgh a couple months ago and I I put on the Creatures album and I was like, holy shit! I was like, I was. It, it brought so many memories back because I like squashed them. And I was over it. I was like. Next chapter. I'm not Josh Ball's emotional some white. I'm Josh Ball's strange and unusual. Like, I'm I'm sick of people being like, "Oh yeah, you're Josh Ball's emotional and white." I was like, "How do I make Josh Balls from the strange and unusual?" Because that's 100 me. You know what I mean? Um, and then when I listened to Creatures, I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "This." It brought back so many good memories of, of the guys in the in in touring in vans and you know buying food off the dollar menu and it, and it really did like it, it really built who I am. And I t- sent a cr- text to Chris and I was like. Hey, thank you for dragging me along for all those years. I really appreciate it. It was, uh, you know, it was a great experience and it, it's made, it's, it's made who I am today. And it's so important. And and even like the fans that still hold, like are still fans of all of my things now from those days is so important to me. And I, I, even like, I'll see people in the store and they're like, fans will come to the store or come to wherever. And they'll be like, Hey, is it okay if like, I, I take a picture with you. I'm like, it wasn't for you. I wouldn't be here. So I was like, I will literally like, whatever you need is, and I'm, I, I always say yes. And it's still crazy that people still want to take a picture with me, even though I'm a giant loser, <laughs> but no, it, to answer your question, it's, it was a huge part of my life. And it defined who I am today. Um, because it was a decade of my life. Anything that you give a, a decade to is a part of a divinity of your life.
0: And And why did it end?
1: just Um, over it it. like yeah i mean at some point me and chris were just bumping we were just fucking bumping heads and it was just it felt forced to be there it was turning into a business and instead of like fun and i had strange and i was like you know in a relationship and you know i was i had a house i had uh and strange was doing really well even then and i had two locations and the day when i was on tour and i was like man i just rather be home right now was like the day i was like. I'm just done. And that was it. There was no, like, we didn't fight and I quit. We didn't like battle and I got fired or something. It was just like, I, I literally called Chris. and I said, Hey, um, I'm just done. And that's it. And he's just like, are you sure you don't want to do another tour? Like we have another tour coming up next month. It was like flying or reverse and issues. And I was like, no, I was like, I just, I need to focus on this new chapter of my life. And we're just like, it was honestly, I remember having the conversation because I remember he's like, why didn't we become better friends? And I was like, because we put business before friendship and that was kind of how that happened. And it was, it was, that's uh, me and Chris have the exact, like have very alike personalities. And that's the issue is like, we were just like, we're both leader human beings. And he was just, obviously he was the leader. And I was just like some shithead, just trying to be like, listen to me. I, my voice is important kind of dude. So, I mean, I was definitely a shithead too. So,
0: well, I mean, you were young too. I mean, you're still young, so you're talking decade a decade.
1: Hey, or more. I turned I turned 32 last month. Thank you very much. Wow, I you're, you're halfway dead. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and
0: it's it's wild to think that you're you know because I've known you for probably four or five years now, um, and it's 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 wild to think about all the things you've accomplished and all the world that you've seen. Uh, you know, take it back to like your early 20s. It's like you you've done things in 32 years that other people will never do in their
1: entire lives. I just, I know I just, it's weird because I always have these, if I, if I get like a weird idea or a weird, like fucking itch, I'm like, ah, okay, let's figure out how to do this. And I just go, I mean, there's no secret recipe to what I'm doing is, you know, knock on wood. I mean, I've had very good luck. All the projects that I've been working on have been like, amazing and have been flourishing like super well and that doesn't that's not me it's just i think people understand the passion that i put into it they understand that so it's like it it, it, i don't see it as difficult because i'm just like i've always just hey how do i figure this out and i just figure it out you know so but you're also part of it you're not
0: like this you know corporate guy with money that just kind of throws money at it and has these businesses like you're part of it you're in it you're you're working the, the 12 hour shifts or 12 hours plus. I mean, especially now with everything else that you have going on, I mean, you know, strange, I'm sure you have a great staff, uh, at strange and unusual. Um, but I mean, you still have to be there and, and monitoring things that are going on in your businesses because, so you have, you have strange and then you open steamy hollows inside the strange and unusual. And for those listening, strange and unusual is located in Kingston, Pennsylvania. um, and Josh opened up a coffee shop called Steamy Hollows four years ago, five years ago, three years ago, All I think right. three,
1: I'm going to say three, we'll go with three, Who knows? two or three. I don't know. Okay.
0: It seems like a long time. I know. <laughs> maybe not that long, but, um, recently you said that the, uh, Steamy Hollows got a name change.
1: Yeah. I think it was at least just... I've seen that on social media it's called strange brew. Now it's just, it was one of those things. It was like a natural progression of, I wanted to be able to not be pigeonholed in the Harry Potter world. I wanted to be able to do like, if I want to do a drink that was named after, you know, Alice Cooper or or John Popko, I I can do that, you know? And I just felt like I couldn't. So Steamy Hollows, I had a partner, so I had to keep kind of things in the realm of what they wanted it to be, which was, you know, I mean, obviously I, I own the majority of it, but it was still like we were reporting to each other and we didn't really see eye to eye. So it was just one of those things where I was like, I, it was just time to grow into flourish into something that is different. Cause they wanted to do, they want to expand and do a lot of locations where I love where I'm at. I love strange. And I, I, I don't have the bandwidth to be doing other locations either. So it was either try to figure out keeping the name and giving them a percentage or just, letting them go and do all of their locations and me not be involved. And I just changed the name and I changed the name and I was worried that people were going to do be like, Oh no, it's, it's something else now, but literally nothing has changed. If anything, we've done more business now, which is, you know, again, knock on wood, I don't know what's happening, but business is great. And thank you. Whoever's listening to this, that supports my business. Thank you so much. But yeah, so the name change was just natural progression. Everything's the same just a name change. I added some like, um, you can grab like salads. Now I have lunchables, which I thought was hilarious. Um, like for real lunchables. Yeah. Like well, you can buy lunchables, which is funny. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but I was just like, this is funny. <laughs> we should sell lunchables. Yeah. Why not? Um, it's funny cause you can get a, a, a nice high end latte and a lunchable and sit there and eat it, which I, I just thought it was hilarious. The trailer trash in me thought it was funny. There you go. Um, and then we have like nice drinks, like, uh, we also have parlor root beer, um, now, so it's like, it's a little bit more expansive of a menu now with strange brew. Well,
0: I feel like I can come in there now. Cause like, I am not, uh, a Harry Potter fan. How dare just, you just throwing it out there.
1: I can I feel, feel the not, hate mail.
0: Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, felt, felt very strange going in there with Harry Potter. And I was like, I can't support this, but now, <laughs> now, now I can. So we're good. Okay,
1: perfect. Thank you.
0: I'll come for coffee in the Lunchable. <laughs> um, I was kind of going to try and go on a timeline, but um, you mentioned Parlor Root Beer. Um, and I feel like I may know something about that. You You may have your hand in the beverages game outside of just coffee parlor root beer,
1: Josh. Wait, who, whoever, fucking thought that I would start a soda company? <laughs> what a, what a fucking, what a world we live in.
0: Again, I don't know when you sleep. Uh, I mean,
1: I, I, I sleep a good six hours a night. Like I, I know get, how it's possible. I get solid sleep because I mean, I have a girlfriend, and that's the. I, I need to focus. Focus on here. Um, I have a girlfriend, so i uh, she kind of tells me to shut off and. I mean, I'm still like, I'm, if I'm, if my eyes are open, I'm on my phone working, um, which I need to learn how to put down. We actually had a conversation about it yesterday. She's like, you need to disconnect and live in the now, like with world. And I was like, fuck, you're right. Like, and I have such a hard time doing it. And I have, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm wired very, I don't know how I'm a fucking robot of some sort, um that I'm wired differently that like, I love working. I, I love, it's mine. You know what I mean? So like all these things are mine, like they're all my companies. So like, I would say I have some partners, you know, like in parlor or stuff, but it's my company. Like I own a job, you know, it's, so it's like, and when you're passionate and you love what like your thing, you just want to work on it. Like, that, and that's, that's what I want to do. So yeah. Parlor was this something that was a, uh, you know, John Phillips um, hit me up and was just like, Hey, it actually started because, he asked me about retail cause he wanted to do like a soda shop. And I was like, he's like, you want to partner with me on a soda shop? We'll do like a cool niche. Um, cause I, I like niche things obviously. Sure. And I don't drink a very, very straight edge. And he's like, I was like, he's like, you want to do a vintage soda shop? And I was like, fuck yeah. But I was like, I don't know. Cause Ballyhoo exists and I love mm-hmm. Ballyhoo. So and we kind of fizzled a little bit and then we're just like, it's like, what about starting a root beer company? And I was like, um, okay, and I just <laughs> said yes, and then now you know, eight months later, it's, it's amazing too because uh,
0: John Phillips I've known also for a very long time, and uh, shithead. yeah, shithead. <laughs> <laughs> no, that Nitwit's doing uh, root beer reviews during the pandemic to pass the time, and and I say Nitwit, with would love John, um, but <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> Yeah, every every uh, week or so, he's doing these uh, the root, root beer, beer reviews, reviews that
1: no one watched. Let's be real, <laughs> John. No one watched your root beer reviews. I never I, watched your root beer reviews, and I have a root beer company with you. I,
0: I I wanted to say that, but I'm like, I have a podcast that no one watches or listens to, so I was like, ah, I better tiptoe around that a little bit. But but yeah, so this John's doing these root beer reviews, and and all of a sudden, a year later, a Parlor Beverages pops up, and it's John, you. Um Chris Jones, which is a very uh well-known entrepreneur in northeastern Pennsylvania. Uh and uh this guy that's in a band that no one's ever heard of, uh Aaron Brock from uh Breaking Benjamin. How about it? Yeah, that band fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh it just it's crazy. It's it's just I mean, I don't I've only met and talked to Chris maybe once or twice. Uh Aaron and I used to shut down bars. 10, 15 years ago. Uh, same with John Phillips. And obviously, I've, like I said, I know I've known you for a few years, but like, it's just crazy that all these people who have always been very active and, and doing really big things or have like kind of uh, merged together to start a beer uh, company.
1: Well, the thing is like, I only want to hang out with my friends. Like I only want to do things with, with the people that I, I want to be around. And like, that's like, you know well i'm sure we're going to dive into noir as well with you know and steve like who was my partner in noir like i love steve he's a great friend and i the reason that came about was because we're friends and we just sitting like man we should open a goth bar. That'd be cool and that's how it happened you know same thing with parlor was this like you know we're friends i mean that's what it really comes down to i mean chris jones is a fucking sweetheart aaron is the nicest human being on the world in the world um john phillips is a psychopath Um, (laughs) no, but like there it's, it's a great group of human beings. And when we sit in a room, we enjoy ourselves. And that's what's so like, we're passionate about the brand. It's like, even today, like it's, it's, it's quarter to nine at night. And I was, I'm obviously I'm in my office, but I was just talking to John. We're talking about what we, what we want to do for Christmas. Like how we want to fuck with people, like, like doing root beer plushies and like weird fucking shit that says like, fuck Santa, drink root beer, like shit like that, you know? So it's like we love we love root beer, you know. We love the brand. We love, um, you know, everything. I love how it came out from the packaging to the bottle to the bottle caps to the bottlenecks, to the shipping kit, the shipping box too is also super customized. And so it's like it was a big labor of love, and everybody that was involved was so great and so perfect. Um, You know, we hired a company called Posture, which knocked it out of the out of the the park with a lot of the stuff. So it's it was just a labor of love, and everyone is so pumped. And it was crazy because we had, we we released it, and it went fucking crazy. Like, we we sold so much root beer that I was like, "We're gonna have to order more root beer." Like, <laughs> we thought we so we thought we had like a year's worth we were worried because like the shelf life is like a year, a year and a half, depending on how you store it. I'm like, "Oh, I hope we don't have root beer left in a year and a year and a half. We have to make a second run." next month probably it's been one month
0: yeah yeah well yeah you guys came out of the gates uh hard with it and i mean you went from releasing it to hitting up some of the biggest rock festivals with some of the biggest bands in the world uh and you know considering the fact that these festivals have not existed in a year and a half uh, it was very well played on your on your part as far as uh, when it was released and how it was done. So
1: I like think the team we have is just perfect. You know, it's like I have we have so many connections because, you know, what I mean like Aaron being in Breaking Ben and me being in Motionless, like the rock and you know our niche is is rock. Like that's our bottling is tattooed people and like it's a little more attitude. So it's like who was, who's the better people to hit first in the rock world and the metal world. And so we just like shoved it down their throats in the best way. And they liked it, which was the craziest part. Like people were like, holy shit. Like even Chris, like the, it was the first time I've seen Chris in three years at, when I did an interview with him, um, at, uh, incarceration festival. And he's like, listen, this butterscotch is fucking unreal. And I was like, and coming from him, like we don't talk very often. We talk like, once or twice a year, like via text messages that that's about it. Um, for him to just be like, I drank six already today. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's amazing. Thank you. So it's like, it, it's not only a great product looking, but it holds its fucking value in as a liquid is, is it's untouchable as a root beer. And I'm going to go on record and say that, that we have the best fucking root beer that exists on planet earth.
0: Okay. I mean, I've had it. I, I mean, It's good. It's very good. I've had the butterscotch and I've had the regular root beer. I haven't had the birch beer yet. But, um, yeah, it's good. It's very good. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I was going to say, it's amazing, too, that you've been able, like, everyone says, don't go into business with other people. And I feel like that's all you've done. And it's not with okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do all these different things with the same person. It's I'm gonna do the coffee shop with whoever that was. I'm gonna go do this root beer company with three other people. Um, you mentioned Noir Dark Spirits, which is a goth bar in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and you're working with a guy named Steve Masterson on that. Um, how do you manage to do all of this with all these different people when you know people tell you for years don't go into business with People, because it won't work out. You'll end up fighting with people and all that. It's kind of true.
1: Shit. I mean, it's true. I mean, I, I, you know, it's one of those things where it's a, you know, I had a salon in the, uh, which you know, no one knows this, but I sold the salon. You know, it still operates as what it is. But I, um,
0: you sold Batty Fang? Yeah. Yeah.
1: No one knows that. Oh um, boy.
0: Well, my two listeners will.
1: <laughs> but I sold all of my shares to tatum uh who is oh, no the, kidding. who was uh, who was also a partner she just it made sense like i was an initial investor and i just was putting up money and i helped design the space well i mean i did design the space and i built out the space and stuff like that but as it started growing there was no place for me in, in a salon world obviously i have no fucking hair but i do get my nails done but um i just felt like i wasn't a helper them so um you know it's t- i was like tatum this is your this is your ship um you man it and she is she was running the place anyway with with i had i was a glorified maintenance man at that point i was just, like coming to help change light bulbs like when they couldn't do it or you know putting in something or like moving stuff around like at that point I, it just wasn't it was just a well-oiled running machine um so it was just that there's no place for me and i felt bad because i do have 19 other businesses and i was like this one is one that should be um you know basically handed off uh, right so it's still it's still the same what it is just take josh balls out of it it's it, it's it's what i built and now it's just running you know so which is nice um Oh yeah, partners. So yeah, sometimes it doesn't work out, and it it does suck, and it's a lot because I have a lot of group chats, which is fucking horrible. My email is a mess because it's like, <laughs> I I hired an assistant um a couple months ago, which is great. Like that's that's amazing. Hashtag rich. <clears throat> yeah, it's nice. It is nice to be rich. I'm not rich. I wish I was rich. <laughs> well, that's that's um, the
0: that's the common misconception. That people think that oh, you must be rich, but like your money is like invested in these these things that you know eventually over time yeah it'll
1: come back but i'm hoping in 10 years i am a wealthy human being but right yeah. now i'm broke as fuck i'm not broke but like yeah you're not rolling yeah yeah yet you'll get there
0: maybe you are i mean I've, I've seen the car i've seen the car people have seen the car did you sell that yet is it sold
1: yeah all right. I, I sold it, and the guy smashed it three weeks later. Oh, totaled no. it. Totaled oh, it. Oh no! I shouldn't have sold it. It was a mistake. It was sitting in my garage one day, and I was like, "I'm not going to drive this like as much as I should be." I love driving my truck, so it was like a fucking you know hundred thousand dollar car sitting in my garage just collecting dust. And I was like, "I'm going to sell it." I called uh, a company, and they came. They literally came, and picked it up, and like they put it on the lot like, to to consign it to sell it. And I was like, eh, "I probably won't sell. I'll just pick it up in like a month." And it fucking sold. And I was like, oh. man. And then the guy was a fan, which I found out. So we're, he became, we became friends on Facebook and then three weeks later posted a, fi- a picture of the totaled car.
0: That sucks.
1: <laughs> Smush supercar.
0: man. Yep. That's a bummer. Yep. That's a bummer. But
1: it's his fault right. now.
0: End of the story is uh, Josh Balls is not rich.
1: Yeah. And yes, you should start. So the the thing is, if you're starting one business, do it by yourself because you can do it. Like you can do it by yourself. But when you start multiple businesses, you need help. And that's basically like, I couldn't have done the root beer without John Phillips, Aaron and Chris. I couldn't have done Noir without Steve. Like there's no way because there's only one of me. And that's the issue.
0: You also started Noir. I think you may have like purchased the building of the business, like
1: uh, in the pandemic yeah. during a pandemic. Like, yeah.
0: I mean, how smart is that?
1: It was the best idea. I think I've ever, one of the best ideas I've ever done because I got a really good deal on the building one because commercial real estate was shit, but I was banking on us opening in three months. Cause I thought COVID was going to end in, you know, whatever. So I ended up sitting on the lease, uh, sitting, sitting on that building for six months before we were able to open. So, but when we were open, people wanted to fucking go out, so it it was it was a great move. in In my opinion, I think it was a great move. Okay, I mean we're and, sold out most of the time, so I mean it, I think it was an okay move.
0: Yeah, that's a great move. So w- talk a little bit about what that is. I mean, we talk about You say it's a goth bar, but um, what can people expect from that?
1: Um, you know, I, I do hate saying goth bar because I, I don't want to push people away because I feel like people see goth they're just like. All right, cool. Like they are thinking like black weather 1980s, like gothic, evil, like satanic shit, but that's just like very far from the truth. It's um it is noir is just an experience of it's just an experience. It really is. You go in and it's like the back bar is a giant altar, um, all lit in red. You know, we have dim lighting and all the the tables are custom made, uh, coffins, coffin shaped, our, our, our platters, our skulls and coffins and crosses and things like that. So, but that is the only part of Gothic thing is it? because besides that, I mean, our food is, is delicious. Our chef Dave is like top notch. He's like, great. And then like our drinks are super fun and, um, they, they taste awesome. I wouldn't know because I don't drink them because I'm not, (laughs) And I don't drink, which is also hilarious that I own a bar and I don't drink. Um, but no, it's, it's an experience and it's, it is, it is dark, but it, it makes, it makes you feel like you're in the city. You know what I mean? It's like, which I love, like I want people to love Northeast Pennsylvania. And that's like what I want to bring here. I want people to be like, Oh, I want to go visit the city. Like, no, you don't want to go visit the city because you're here and I'm going to bring the city, the city life to you. Like those weird things, those quirky, weird things that are, you know, every block on the city. Yeah. That's not in North Pennsylvania, like strange, no one would have opened a strange, unusual in Kingston, Pennsylvania, if it wasn't me, you know what I mean? Right. No one would have opened a goth bar, a goth bar in Scranton, Pennsylvania, if it wasn't for me, you know what I mean? Like, because I trust this area and I believe in this area to be able to go outside their com- comfort zone and enjoy staying and doing weird shit.
0: And Penn Ave, which is where um, Noir is in Scranton, that's a cool little uh, street.
1: Everybody there is awesome, and everybody there is so nice. Like all the business owners. Yeah. Peculiar Slurp is there. AV is there. Sixteenth um, Ward is there. I think Harry's called the cops on me once, so I don't know how I feel about them yet. Um, I haven't met them. Uh, you know, uh, John Bastaliga is opening a place. I think like down a little bit across the street. Oh wow! I actually talked to him about op- reopening that that damn theater,
0: the art house. Oh okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we John, John's doing that. great things too. I mean, yeah. I don't know when that guy sleeps. He's he's yeah completely, you know, rolling the dice on Scranton. Yeah,
1: me and me and him we we talk all the time about like we till we're like, what are we going to work together? Let's do something together. And then the question he always is like, what do you want it to be? And I'm like, oh, don't ask me that question. I have lots of ideas. <laughs> I told him I want to do it. I want to open an amusement park in Scranton. He's our guy. He's your guy. I know. I told him I need $20 million. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: man. Which That'd is be fair. Something. That's oh, not right sure. in my sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who knows? We had music parks before. We had at Harvey's Lake.
1: I, um, I actually hit up, um, that's going to slip my mind from the asshole. What was in drums? There was a, um, I'm using parking drums. Was there? Yeah. I, the I had no idea. And then there was also one in like music by music. Fuck. Why can't I think of either of their names? I don't know. Um, I messaged the people that own the land. I was trying to, no one answered me. I because so I was going to like, what the fuck? I'm in Google. Like um
0: well there was like was it Glenn something? Glen?
1: Oh. Rocky Glen? Rocky Glen? Yeah, yeah, So I messaged them because I want to try to buy that land and reopen that amusement park. But no one fucking answered me. Huh. I'd probably just didn't take that Rocky Glen amusement park? Yeah, old Rocky Glen theme park is a music music. So I want to find out who owns that. I want to potentially you know, see how much it would cost. That's like one of my 10 year plans is an amusement park. Well, I'll tell you what,
0: you know, you got to talk to your buddy who used to own top dog. He was like involved with Rocky Glenn too. Doesn't like me. I know. What a, what a shame. Dan Kozlowski. Is that who he is? Yes. Dan Kozlowski. Give, (laughs) give, (laughs) gosh <laughs> the rights to the name
1: for a weekend I, so so i hit up john uh, about reviving top dog and cuz he was he was working with the owner of top dog and i said hey i would like to buy the name off him and he basically told me to fucking kick dirt <laughs> <laughs> he, did.
0: he says he says uh uh he, he's funny. Tell him too. to do something original Come up with your own
1: ideas. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: I said, Dan, I, I'm like 'cause I'm like I used to work with him, like he said. And I'm like, dude, like just give us the name, we'll make a bunch of money, and you can have
1: some money too and do nothing. Yeah. Nope. 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 Uh. how cool would it be to bring back fucking Top Dog? Yeah. Because I'm I'm so nostalgic, I love nostalgia. So I was like, fuck, let's bring Top Dog back. Let's bring an amusement park back. Like let's make northeast Pennsylvania a fucking spot to be, you know um nope he told me to fuck myself basically which is cool i, am, I respect him that's that's cool it's, it's it's a prerogative
0: somebody somebody started making t-shirts with top dog on it right they just they just started doing it and he had to like kind of go assist? after them yeah yeah i'm like dan you can't let that happen oh i don't care i'm like dan you can't let that happen <laughs>
1: Hey, if he doesn't care, all right. Top dog, two see no,
0: he, He'll come after you.
1: He cares. I will tell you without, care. if I, if I don't have the respect from him, I don't want to do it then. Yeah. What a shame though.
0: I mean, you're the guy to do it.
1: I would think so. I would kill it. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Fucking cheap hot dogs.
0: <laughs> I've never been at uh, top dog. They're I grew up in the country. So little coins, little top dog coins. I would yeah, get n- those reprinted. <sighs> Yeah. Never been there. The hot dog suit. Yeah. I think he still has it. It's not uh, in tip top shape. I'd have
1: to get remade. Let's not talk about it. It's making me sad.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, instead of that, what else are you doing? You're doing, uh, you have, um, horror hub, not horror Horror. hub, horror, horror is a hard word to say.
1: Horror, horror, horror hub Hub is awesome. It's something that uh, a friend brought me into the company and, um, it is basically an Amazon for all things horror. We sell everything from masks to props to horror clothing to vintage VHS. Everything that has to do with horror, like we are that platform. So we're basically like the Etsy and Amazon of horror. So if you're looking for something unique in the horror world, like that's where to find it, which is really cool. It's a really fun thing I've been developing for, the, for like a – it's been close to a year, maybe like seven, eight, Maybe like eight nine months. Um, we actually just lined up a, a deal with Hot Topic, which is really cool, and um, some other cool things that we're going to be rolling out. Um, it's in kind of still in development. Um, it's still beta. You know, we have we probably have fifteen hundred products on there, so it's it's a live site and it's working and it's it's churning. But you know, we're still like finding those bugs out, pushing to the next level, and uh, you know, trying to make it a machine. Like you know, basically just give Jeff Bezos a run for his his uh, his money.
0: Yo, if anyone could take down Jeff Bezos, it's you. Yes. I want to see, I want to see Josh Balls flying a fucking dick-shaped <laughs> rocket. And, <laughs> hey, and... they're
1: gonna be balls-shaped.
0: Exactly. Well, no, you 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 are balls, so the dick and the, you you mm. dick and balls, so it's perfect. I'm it's sitting big. in the back, just your head shaved. Like, you know, it's yeah. it's it's uh, it's perfect. Incredible. If, if anyone can do it, it's you. You yeah. have to do it. and people can go there and and get costumes and stuff like
1: yep like for so Halloween? it's just horrorhubmarketplace.com so you can go there get all the things anything to do with horror that's the place we have masks we have costumes we have um dildos we have um, I'm just kidding <laughs> I don't <have> dildos <laughs> no to see if you're no listening dildos. you know no dildos Josh this is isn't a dildo. porn hub this is horror hub horror hub yeah yeah so i have that which is nice um, and fun yeah what else do i got
0: well yeah. you're you're also like um ha- have a show with you know these musicians um, oh uh space
1: zebra show space um, zebra so yeah it, you're,
0: you're online shows too on twitch right? so
1: so yeah i go live three days a week on twitch um it's twitch.tv slash dw presents so what we did is we started this this we started as a podcast actually um and then we moved over to twitch because it was such more of like a an interactive platform. Like we can interact with fans and it was actually really super fun. And we just did it for fun for a while. And then we partnered with a uh, DWP, which is Daniel presents. It's a, it's uh, the US's largest um, music festivals. So when we, we teamed up with them, it was like a no brainer because like a big part of our uh, thing is featuring unsigned artists. So what we do is we, we actually just crowned a winner. We, um, we did a bracket for four months and then we had the four winners battle to win a spot, to open main stage, to open up for Metallica in Florida, which is insane. Like, yeah. and Metallica the other day. So our stage, we have our own stage at these festivals, just the space zebra stage, which a lot of people don't know about because you guys aren't at the festival. So we have a space zebra stage and Metallica headlined the space zebra stage, which was unfucking real to be like, Hey, um Metallica's playing my stage. It's right. whatever. Like fuck. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: And again, you know, you're doing this 3 days a week. Yeah. And how long does that go for? Uh 2-3 hours. How you, again, when the fuck do you sleep? How do you have a girlfriend? How do you take care of she a fucking, home? She How do you have a dog?
1: Me? I don't know why she oh, even dogs. likes me. I yeah. Have dogs, yeah, I have animals. I have How, five, how do you do I five, anim- five animals? I have four houses, a church, 11 cars, <laughs> a church, a church. What's th- what's um, going on with that? I'm going to make it a production studio. Okay. Which is cool. It's fun. We're going to do like trussing, lighting so you can rent it and shoot a music video, you can do photos in there, you can record a podcast in there if you want, a, like a background of some sort, you know what I mean like giving people options.
0: I'm looking for a studio instead mm-hmm. of, instead of my,
1: my, are you home? Or are you at the office? or at the, I'm, I'm at home. This is my bar. I, I see at Scott Nichols, uh, light. Yep. Love Scott. He's the best. Um, no, it's fun. It's nice. It's a, it's one of those things where you're just like, fuck.
0: I need, I'm looking for a studio.
1: It's possible. We'll talk about it.
0: All right. All right. We came up with some good ideas. Post podcast last time.
1: See, it all connects.
0: Well, last time we also got We had a perfect name for a drink for Noir. What was it? I don't remember. Fuck. Remember, like, we, we talked about it, like, that's it. And then, like, you didn't <laughs> open for like eight months after
1: that podcast. I guess we can, I should probably listen to it. I listened back to it. No, we didn't. We didn't. Oh, it was uh, after. It was oh. after.
0: Yeah. It was after oh. the whole thing because you couldn't talk about it back then.
1: You know, it's funny. Like, we're doing our fall menu and working on it. And one of the things on it is called the Corpse Grinder, it's like a hobby but I just love that name so much.
0: (laughs) The corpse grinder.
1: Yeah. That's it. It's it's a, well, you'll see it when it comes out, but I just love, I love being able to name things. And I think that's like the best part of noir is coming up with name. Like, so what I do is basically we don't even come up with the, the dish first or the drink first. We come up with a name first and then build it what we think it's supposed to look like basically, which is super fun because I don't drink. So I don't like, I don't know. I tell them like, so I did a, a new drunk drink that were going to come out with, like next week. I think I was like, oh, I want to do a bobbing for apples drink. And I was like, I'm going to buy cauldrons. So you have these cauldrons and then inside of the apples. And I was like, make a drink. So I, I gave them that idea. And then so now it's like a whole like, um, pumpkin, no, a, a, like an apple sangria kind of situation that, that, that smokes and it's in a cauldron comes to your table. You can share it. It's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah well it's definitely an experience for sure uh nor i mean i've seen videos of people you know taking taking like glass tops off of their drink to taking their the, tops off yeah with tops off to, it's uh the bar bar by day and topless bar at night i don't know
1: Don't say that i need to i need to have a business to run all right right
0: sorry 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 i you could you could trash me and say i have diseases oh, <laughs> you boy, have herpes, we know <laughs> Uh, and then tomorrow you, uh, th- now today is October 5th. This, this podcast will come out probably next week. So the, the news will be out, but, um, and you shared it today as well. So it's not, uh, it's not, you know, anything people don't, doesn't already know. Uh, but, uh, you are, you're like online your own line of NFTs or.
1: Yeah. So on, so tomorrow I'm doing a live thing, which you guys will see. It, it, it'll be a couple days from when this is posted. Um, doing a live thing. And then we actually, the NFT line gets um, launched, uh, I think 10 a.m. on October 8th. So probably by the time you guys see this, it'll be open. And hopefully it's not sold out by then because we have a very limited amount of packs. Um, and it's it's something that, you know, I, again, a friend came up to me and was just like, um, he was just like, hey, do you want to do your own NFT line? I own this NFT company. Like we'll do all the work. We'll help you. We'll guide you, help you design it. And we'll, we'll take like your, like, so it's basically it's an NFT line of my, a lot of my personal collection and stuff from the store as well. So it's a strange and unusual NFT collection. So we've been working on it for about four months, you know, um, you know, just crafting them and making them awesome. They're so fucking cool. Like, it's just like regular still photos, but some of them spin. Some of them have like crafting where it's like, I guess I can say it because it'll be live by then. Like one, like, there's a a human hand in a jar and the hand actually they, they crafted it to move and it's Hmm. fucking awesome. Like one of the, the guys that works on it has worked on like crazy movies, like I'm sure this is wrong, but like avatar as like a, um, uh, whatever, an animator thing like that. So like, it's, it's a, it's, it's a high budget NFT line and the quality is there and it's amazing. And it's like, it's so unique. And I just wanted to dive into that world of digital art because I thought it was so cool. I was like, man, I was like, what is this? I was so intrigued and I would look into it and like just getting into, I started getting into crypto and I started getting into, you know, a lot of things, but I was like, what's next. And I was like, man, I don't have an NFT line. So let's develop one. And NFT is non
0: fungible tra- token. Token. Yeah. Token. I keep wanting to say transfer. And I think it's like, <laughs> it's like a bank term. I, I keep wanting to say, um, But yeah, that's, that's a whole bizarre world.
1: It's really different, but the people that are into it are into it. So what the way I did it is I didn't want to sell $200,000 pieces of art. Like, so what I'm doing is a pack. So like, it's basically trading cards. Like if you get a Pokemon pack or a tops pack, like you get this, this pack and you buy it for one, I think one packs $15 and one's $30 super affordable for everybody. And there's sure. so there's a limited amount of packs of this pack and there's a limited amount of this pack. So when you buy this pack for $15, that pack will open up and you'll get cards basically inside. Um, and so those cards then are yours on the blockchain. So you own that digital asset. It's really, it's really unique. It's really cool. So it's like, but then you can trade it on the blockchain, do things like that. It'll be on uh, Atomic Hub. Uh, you can actually if you go to the strangeunusual.com scroll down there's a little bar that says nfts click on that it'll take you to site so which is actually really cool like you don't have to just have ethereum or any kind of uh or, or any kind of um you know what i'm talking about yeah uh, you don't have to have electronic money basically you right. can actually buy these with a credit card and get you know because a lot of people don't know what nfts are so i wanted to make them affordable for be like for people to try like, Oh, I do. I own an NFT. I I own a strange, unusual NFT. And someday this, this might actually be worth $500,000, but I'm getting it for $15. Like I can't buy them. I have to, I don't, I can't get them. I have to buy them myself.
0: I was going to ask you like, so like if if I buy the for 15 bucks, right. Can I like, so I own this, this NFT and like you come along and you're like, dude, I got to have that. I'll give you 20 bucks for it.
1: Basically. So you put it on okay. the chain and you, it's on the blockchain. And so it's, what happens is when they all sell out, they go to the secondary market. So that's when stuff gets a little crazy. So it's right. like, when you get to the secondary market, this piece might be worth, you know, you bought it for 15, i be worth $200, you know? So it's like, but, and then there might be a super rarity. That's a one of one that you want to get, but right. this guy is now listing for a hundred thousand dollars. You know, So right. it's like, it's 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 awesome you get, there's so many like redeemables like we're actually doing one where it's if you get if you craft to this certain point you can actually take it bring it into the store and get percentages off or you can get a free t-shirt um so it's actually really fun like there's a lot of crafting and fun stuff like i started getting a little addicted to it and it's it's fun it's it's entertaining it's like it's like doing it's like playing a video game but making money
0: right yeah it's interesting it's it's like the concept is interesting, for sure, and it's all it's all digital. So it's like on your phone, like a computer, website, yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah, it's just on your.
0: It's in. It's in the. It's right here. Yeah, it's right here. Who would have thought? Would you did in, in your in your youth? I mean, you said you you grew up poor, and like, I mean, did you ever imagine any of this? Like, like, did you aspire to be any of this? Like. Again, like none of this happens overnight and by complete luck. You said you've been lucky, but obviously you have to kind of be in the right place work, at the right time. I work my
1: ass off. You work yeah. very, exactly.
0: You work hard. Again, I'll go back to the fact that I don't know when you sleep. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I can't imagine you thought any of this would even be real.
1: I had no idea that I would do, be doing the things that I do today. I yeah. had no idea. Like I said, the top... Was when I joined Motionless, I was like, "This is fucking sick! Like, this is amazing! This is everything I wanted. I wanted to be in a band. I wanted to have fun. Like, I want." And that, that was it. It was literally the first, the first fucking three months of Motionless. I thought I was like, "Oh, well, can't get any better than this!" Like, and now, like, you know, that grew into a fucking machine. Like, Motionless is a fucking machine. Like, huge. Yeah. Um, and you know, now all my businesses are doing very well. Um, and it's crazy. I never thought I wanted to be a fucking archeologist. Like I wanted, I love dinosaurs. I love science. I think it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. That's where I thought I was going to go. I thought I was going to possibly be like a history teacher. Um, and then I thought I was going to go into the military. I wanted to be a pilot. Um, there I am. <laughs> never would have thought.
0: And, and with but the good times there's also the bad and obviously the past year and a half, um, you know, COVID oh, worldwide pandemic, uh, obviously has a negative impact on your, every business basically that you have, you know, you got to figure, um, you know, strange probably took a little bit of a hit. Um, you know, nor was a, a extreme delay on the opening of that. Um, but also, I mean, and if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine, but, you know, you, you seem like such a positive and, and upbeat and happy and go and lucky person. But at the same time, I, I, I know you, um, you've also experienced a lot of great losses in the past year, maybe even less than a year. Um, if you want to talk about it, you can, but yeah, um, I,
1: I mean, it, it fucking sucks. Like I don't, I've been, it's crazy because I, I put myself in work and it really sucks that I don't have like I've, I've made it who i am and i, I shelter and I, I block out a lot of things you know i talk to my girlfriend all the time she's just like you're gonna work yourself to death you're gonna give yourself heart attack you're gonna like and i was like i i thrive on it i was like i love working and i love like growing and i feel like it's amazing she's like you need to stop and she's like you need to realize that like like when i i early covid i lost my father to a heart attack it was like a week before his birthday. So it was April 5th or something like that. Um, and it sucked. It fucking sucked. I didn't know what to do. And it was COVID. So like we couldn't mourn, we couldn't get together. We couldn't do anything. It was to went to the, like a viewing was me and my sister because Mm -hmm. that was allowed. It was so early in COVID that we couldn't have like a proper anything for my father. So I didn't grieve it correctly. I cried and, for like a couple of days and that was it, you know, cause I didn't have anybody except for my girlfriend who, you know, thank God she was there. I would have fucking, I don't even know what I've done. Cause I just, you know, she just basically was there for me the entire time as I fucking just melted into oblivion, which was the worst. Um, and he was my best friend. You know, I, I always talk about like, what am I doing these things for? Like, what the fuck am I doing these things for? Like, who am I trying to prove? And I just, I wanted to make my dad proud because I just, you make, you want to make your father proud. And that was it. And I didn't have a real relationship with my dad until I was older and we became really good friends. And he was always there for me when I was like, Hey, I need to, I need to like build this thing or put up this wallpaper or whatever. And he was always there. Like it sucked because I, I bought a a house in mountaintop and it was like, it was built 130 years ago. So it was a lot of work. And I remember the one day I was like, everybody was at work and it was me just, um, was painting and i was like i really need help with this one thing and i i went down to my phone and i was like the person i would have called was my dad and i literally laid on the floor and cried for about eight hours because i didn't i didn't feel it and i didn't i didn't hit me until like i knew it was like oh man he's really gone and this was like months after he passed you know um and then shortly after that my cousin passed away her body just shut down, just, just stopped. Just, that was it. It was like one day they're like, hey, your cousin Crystal passed away. And I'm like, what? It's like, she's 39. Wow. Uh, she was, I mean, she was really young and her body just shut down, just stopped. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? The next day, my uncle passed away of cancer. Um, so that fucking sucked. He was like the sweetest man that's ever existed. He was always, whenever I started something, or did something. He always like, graduated me, all this stuff. And it was great. And then fast forward a little bit. My sister passed away of cancer as well. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Cause she beat cancer, but then she, um, you know, went back to her body and it fucking sucked. Like I was on FaceTime with my sister, like watching my sister pass away. It was the fucking worst. Um, and like, I just don't, I don't know how to grieve because it was like, you have a grieving process, but as that grieving process is happening, other people are dying and it's just nothing. None of it had to do with COVID either. Yeah. So that was another thing. It was like, oh, was it COVID? Like every question. I was like, no, fuck you. Like it's, it, you know, it was other things. So it's like, that was a thing. And then recently my fucking dog died um, of kidney failure. Failure. He was, I, if anybody knows me, like I fucking love my animals more than anything in the world. And th- I went away to Pittsburgh, came back. Um, he was having a rough weekend. I think my girlfriend knew. And I literally, I, I got there and he was like really weak. Didn't want to stand up. So I laid next to him. He literally died in my arms, waited for me to come home to die in my arms next to me. And I fucking lost it. I was like, this fucking sucks. But I, you know, it's one of those things like, I don't know how to grieve. I don't know how to be sad. I don't, cause I have to, I have, the thing is I have other people's lives I have to account for now. Like I employ like a lot of people, which is crazy. Like, Whoever gave me that responsibility is a fucking idiot. <laughs> so, it's like I had to realize I had to put on my fucking big boy pants and be like, "All right, I have bills to pay. I have families to feed. Basically, like some of my employees have children." Yeah. Like that's terrifying. So, like I still haven't grieved. Rarely, barely. Um, it sucks. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to grieve. I'm horrible at it. You know, thank God the people around me are so great and so like everyone knows me for my girlfriend who's, you know, Jacqueline, who's a fucking saint and is always there and always like it's like, hey, you need to have emotions, like figure it out. I'm like, oh fuck, you're right, you know? Yeah. Um, to like all of my employees at Strange, all employees at Strange Brew and and Noir and the people that work for Parlor and the people that work with me at Horror Hub and um, my co-hosts and, and producers at, you know, on Twitch, everybody's just so, like, we're all a family, so it's, like, they are always there, so it's it's amazing. But it was yeah. fucking hard. It sucked. Like, even talking about it, I'm getting fucking sad. It yeah, sucks. And,
0: and I'm sorry. I, I I felt it was important to at least yeah. um, acknowledge the situation, only because... It's a part of my life. It's part of your life. It's part of who you are. It's people part of my uh, life. Yeah. Know, people... people unfortunately deal with that every day not 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 to the extent of you losing that that many people in that short of a time frame but um i i wanted to address it and have you talk about it if you wanted to just because um you said it's who you are it's part of your life and and but you're able to continue to push on and, and push through and, and and that takes a lot of a lot of uh
1: well, I guess And I'd people say. have, people have fucking bigger problems in their life. Like people can't eat. Some people can't yeah. afford to eat. Some people don't have other family. Like, you know, obviously fucking half my family died this year, but I still have family. You know, some people are, are alone and you know, I'm, I'm well off, you know, knock on wood. Like I can't fucking complain. I can't be a complainer. Like who the fuck am I to complain? So it's yeah. like to be able to, you know, I'm sad. I'm fucking sad every single day. I'm depressed. Just like a normal per, like a normal human being. But I, I channel those and I put them into art, which is my business. It's like,
0: yeah,
1: I'm not a talented person. I don't think I'm a, ta- I had this conversation with my girlfriend. I was like, cause we were watching American horror story in the new episode, the new season. If you take this pill, if you're talented, you become extra talented. If you're not talented, you turn into a fucking like weird flesh eating zombie kind of thing. And I was like, I was like, Jacqueline, if I take that pill, Would I be one of those zombies? I was like, "Am I? Am I talented?" She's like, "Josh, what the fuck (laughs) kind of question is that?" And I was like, "It's true." I was like, "I don't have talent. Like, I don't have a a measurable talent." And she's like, "You're an idiot." And I was like, "I don't know." And I was like, "But I when you think about it, I was like, my art is my i i. That's why I'm I'm so passionate about the things. I'm like an artist when it comes to building and you know just I fucking (sighs) super creative. Yeah. Think, thank I mean, you.
0: Guys. I appreciate that. That, that, dude. I mean, no one, and, and you take risks. I mean, you said it before. There's not everyone would do that. Not everyone would would open up a strange and unusual in Kingston, Pennsylvania. Not everyone would open a goth bar in Scranton, Pennsylvania. But we need people like you. We need people to you know bring value to this area. Um, people who aren't afraid. Um, you know, the old saying goes: "No risk, no reward." That's true. Um, so it's it's uh we're lucky.
1: Yeah, honestly, anybody listening, just fucking if you have an idea, just if you fail, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like I know like, you know, we've had this conversation before. It's like if you don't risk, then you're not living. Yeah. If you don't fail, then you're not gonna succeed. Like just life. Yeah. You have a kid, unfortunately. <laughs> it's not unfortunate. Not for me.
0: Not for me. He's uh I'll tell you what though, just two nights ago I spent four hours in the ER. Uh, first first uh, major injury. And when I, I should say major, I should use that that, that word loosely, and he's fine. He he likes to throw himself off the couch, he thinks he's being funny. And as much as I tell him not to do it where he was doing it, he's three year old, almost four-year-old kid doesn't listen. So he was he did it, he threw himself off the couch and he hit his ear and his head off the corner of the coffee table. Uh, blood immediately um, wasn't sure of the severity of it because I couldn't see. Uh, if There was a cut, which is bleeding so much. So it ran to the ER. Um, luckily, he just needed like a Steri-Strip and some glue and he's fine. He's acting normal, um, no head trauma, I'm not going you know, all, everything's everything's good. But, uh, yeah,
1: which is actually kind of funny that you say that it's like, I did the same thing as a child. I guess I jumped on the couch and I went through the coffee table. And my dad told me a story. He's like, you went through the coffee table as like an infant. Um, and he's like, I literally, cause he lived in, in Wilkes-Barre got by, um, I think it was, was it right there? Geisinger? Whatever was there. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think, I think it was by Hollenbeck. So I'm guessing it was Geisinger or some other hospital. He's like, I didn't even think I grabbed you and ran a mile to the hospital. He's like, I didn't even get in the car. He's like, my first instinct was just to run there. Cause I didn't know where I parked the car. Right. So I went through the glass table. My dad picked me up and just ran me to the hospital. <laughs> I guess I was fine. Yeah. It just ruined my face. That's why it's yeah. so ugly.
0: That's, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. But yeah, so he did that. And uh, he's okay. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. But were you terrified? Oh, dude, I saw. (laughs) I'm in the kitchen, right? And I'm I'm not even. I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at anybody. But I'm in the kitchen, just cursing. I'm like, God damn it! God damn it! Yeah. Because I mean, he's like, he's, uh, you know, he's to me, he's like your your pets are to you. Um, Yeah. And you know, it's just like if it ever happened to him i don't know what i would do i know you, you hear stories of, of you know people losing their children yeah at young, young age and you know i i don't know why i'm not something i think about it often but like i'm like if anything ever happened to him i probably i don't i wouldn't see a reason to live anymore
1: yeah I, mean, I don't know it, if makes, I, it makes complete sense i mean yeah it's tough i mean obviously you figure out how to fucking deal with it but it's that weight is always there that one thing you see that reminds you that just you just wait. Well, yeah.
0: and like i you know you talked about you wanting to be you know your, your dad to be proud of you like i'm in the reverse situation right now like i just want him to be proud of me like he's too young to like you know have that that feeling i think but you know it just i just that's all i think about i'm like am i doing enough for my family am i am i am i providing enough for him like do i spend enough time with him like um you know am i on my phone too much am i am i just present enough and it's just like it's a like constantly and it's like am i present for my wife enough like am i in you know is it's just it's a constant constant questioning and then you know, you go through a pandemic and, you know, he's in, he's in like daycare. So there's, he's, he's around other kids and, you know, you're, you're hearing stories about, you know, kids getting COVID and things like that. I mean, like, the only
1: thing you're gonna have to worry about, I mean, you have to worry about your kid eating some other kid's poop. You know, that's about, that's the severity of life right now. You know, nothing's going to happen to him. I hope not. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I would, else I,
0: yeah, I mean, I guess I would prefer that than him getting sick and, you know, getting hurt, whatever. I don't know but that's all, that's all I think about now. So it's yeah, like,
1: that's fair. Yeah. You damn pessimist.
0: Well, man, uh, you're busy. I don't want to keep you much longer. Um, I just want to say, you know, as successful as you've been and continue to, to, to be, and you've always been able to like just maintain a, a sense of humbleness about you when you're, you never get to the point where you're like, Oh, like I'm, I'm Josh Balls. Don't you know who the fuck I am? Like, you know, you're doing this for me and I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Um, but, you know, our area is lucky to have you, you know, and guys like Chris Jones and uh, John Phillips and Aaron Brock, another, another guy, he's in a major rock band and, you know, he hasn't forgotten where he, where he came from. He's one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. And I am honored to be able to call him a friend and you a friend and everyone that like, just again, like I started this podcast. Cause I wanted to talk to people like you who are bringing and adding value to you know where we live because the, there's a constant story. There's nothing to do. This place sucks. And I think that's everywhere. Um, but I'm thankful for people like you that are continuing to, to make this area somewhere that's you know worth being a part of. So thank you for everything you do. I really appreciate it. I um,
1: well, think that makes me feel good.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, you, you know, you know, you know where I am. If you ever need someone to talk to, um, especially with, you know, losses or anything. I mean, I lost my dad 15 years ago too. So it's like, it's, it's not easy, but if you ever need someone to talk to you, it's, you know, please, by all means. I'm coming over. All right. We'll sit in the hot tub. I have a hot tub too, man. Yeah. Let's fucking do it.
1: Yeah, fuck. Yeah. That's so sick. <laughs> no, thank you. I really appreciate it. It does make me feel good. You know, I try to, like I said, I, I don't, I don't just do this for myself. I like to do, I want people to have, I hate when people say I want to leave Northeast Pennsylvania and go to wherever I want people to be like, man, I can't wait to go to Northeast Pennsylvania. Like you have people travel four or five to, to fly that fly to strange and unusual that like travel six hours to Noir. Like I want this place to be the fucking it. You know what I mean? like, yeah. I'm never, I'm not like that. What's up that with wall street. I'm not fucking leaving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One thing that you said too, that I wanted to like, just, say it's really cool because um you, you said that you feel responsible for other people's lives in that you know they, they have bills to pay they have families so you feel like you have this i don't know like you you owe them something and and you know you want to make sure they're taken care of like i think as an owner of a business or businesses saying that like i don't think people really understand that enough like i work for a guy now dave maloney um and okay. he's yeah. He's, he's the best. And he's always like, some of the things I've, I've heard him say, just like, you know, I, I, I have people that I need to support and I help, you know, I, I employ that many people and they depend on me. So a, this business can't fail. And I need to like make sure that I'm the best I can be every day for them too. And it's not a, it's not a cocky thing to say that it's not like, Oh, I am you know, I'm responsible for these people. It's, it's, it's such, it's the opposite. It's just something like really, I think powerful. And I don't think, you know, people have you know, worked for people who don't appreciate them or maybe they're not shown that, but like, they don't understand that employers go home every day and they do think about that. They're not going to tell you every day. They're like, Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm working here because I have to just help you support your family. It's like, no, that's not how it's communicated, but
1: that's what, that's how they feel when they go home. Yeah. I mean, I was so proud when I, when I remember the one day I came, I came into the store and, one of the girls bought herself a new car and I was like, Man, I employ this person. I employ this person. And then yeah. like another one got a new car and I was like, Oh shit, now I need a new car. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm but, this no, person I, with this money. <laughs> if it if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have what I have because <laughs> I can't do it all myself. So I mean, yeah. I appreciate them. And they know that. Like there's been times where like, hey, I need to borrow money, not an issue. Hey, I need I need help with something, not an issue. Like I literally changed Aaron. Aaron is like, my number one at strange. Like I changed her brakes behind the store because she came there and they were like grinding. And I was like, you're not leaving. I'm going to get the parts. We're fixing your brakes here at the store. And so you don't have to like be worried. Good for you, man. You're an asset. I'm a shithead. You're not, (laughs) but no, thank you for having me.
0: No, thank you very much. Uh, I'm looking forward to see, see what you do next. Um, And I look forward to seeing you again, man
1: amusement park let's hang out soon
0: yeah let's let's do it
1: all right get some sleep all right bye (laughs) all right thanks man